Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Screen 17 podcast with me, Ray Hogg, and the other two who will probably introduce themselves. <laughs> oh, this we is, got this Rob. Is not how we're introduced usually. usually we got Rob Mullen. How are you doing, Rob? <laughs> how are you doing, Ray? And we got Ed Dynamic Rocketeer Bolton. How are you doing? That's uh, that, that's more like it, Ray. Keep that up. Yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We've that's just discovered Ed is Ed has been um, designated fantastic usernames every time he logs into the podcast, and this week he is the Dynamic Rocketeer. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what last week's was, but it keeps changing, and they're all fantastic. So yeah, let's keep that going. Um, so yeah, on this uh, episode, we're going to just have a bit of a catch up with ourselves, and the overall topic is going to be on a movie called Primer, and uh, we'll get into that in a minute. What are you guys uh, been watching or? reviewing or listening to over the past week anything go on what's a media munch consumption i didn't watch anything new but i re well i introduced my wife to two movies that i really like that she hadn't seen um <laughs> very dynamically opposed movies first one was big hero six. Oh, lovely just, i love that movie. so much fun. it's so much fun yeah so la, 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 la. yeah yeah <laughs> i had been doing that to her for years and she never really got <laughs> why <laughs> she's now realizing why you're doing it it's sort of like when i quote the simpsons to her and she's yeah. just like that's the simpsons isn't it <laughs> one of one of my favorite things to do when i'm hanging out with you guys is to uh is to quote simpsons with you i watch Kara just be baffled <laughs> that we can literally have like a, th- a three-hour conversation with not asking any real questions no to each other, <laughs> just quoting simpsons <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, second movie you were watching uh shutter island which, oh, nice. uh, yeah she found really scary um but i think i'd only seen it that one time in the cinema with you ed yeah and uh hadn't watched it since we're going to so, go into spoilers here or? i won't spoil it on anyone in case yeah that was some listeners we have haven't heard it um the, but the, it's really the, interesting the main, the main beat in that movie was spoiled for me before i saw it oh yeah 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 it, i will say it's interesting watching it the second time knowing what happens mm. and you're trying to pick up on things now obviously it's a very heavily based around a kind of un uh oh because what's the word unreliable narrator all right um so there's a lot of crazy shit going on mm. you can't even knowing what happens is still kind of crazy um, but yeah, it's it is cool seeing it the second time and kind of picking up on those little bits of that feels incongruity. Like, that feels like the double bill that we actually did when we saw Shutter Island, where we saw um, I Love You, Philip Morris before, and then it was yeah. Shutter Island. What a weird movie! <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, weird, the weirder, the weirder of oh. both movies is uh, is I Love You, Philip Morris. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> super weird completely true story is isn't it the i love you philip morris because i remember seeing a youtube video about the real life person at the center of that um 
it's it's mental <laughs> yeah it's uh it's i i really enjoy that film um yeah but shutter island's great i have I've, I've seen it twice but i think i saw it like maybe six months after we saw it in the cinema and then i haven't gone back to it but um that's not an m night movie is it no it's Scorsese. martin scorsese yeah oh right that's oh, uh I figured that out leonardo DiCaprio being in it exactly yeah uh, once he ditched robert de niro he was all about the leo yeah he's back with De Niro and he's uh, third, his next film is going to have De Niro and DiCaprio in it well it's like having your current and your ex he's putting two hands together <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching at the moment Eddie or anything new over the week um, the only thing I've been watching is I've been uh, re-watching all of Fraser. Um still I'm, what season are you on now uh, I just finished five so oh starting number six uh, today, I will update you all on <laughs> the current status next week. Uh, it's such a good show. I'm noticing that I prefer the first few seasons. And maybe it's because I'm binging it that um, I'm noticing the quality difference a little bit in the later seasons to the to the first few. But, Is there um, a big drop in the later seasons? No, 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 no. It's it's not a big drop. It's just it's um I'm noticing I'm laughing less. But I feel like that uh-huh. might just be that I'm watching loads. I think if I dropped in on it um every now and then I'd I'd find it hilarious. But um it's nice comfort food watching. It's um I think it's the best sitcom ever made. Um Ooh, that's an yeah. argument to have another time, I think. Yeah. It is, but uh I'm, I've never I'm, actually sat down to watch Frasier. Uh my brother used to be mad into it. I, I can't honestly say I've seen a full episode. I've seen bits and pieces of episodes, and I've definitely never seen a complete season. I definitely showed you the Patrick Stewart episode. Definitely. Probably it, it probably went in one ear and out the other. Uh, well, yep. <laughs> we might have been having wine at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, we should have been having sherry, like uh like Frasier. Um, but no, I love I love that show. It's um, yeah, as I said, I think it's my I think it's the best sitcom ever made, and it's uh, it's clever and it's um, it's heartwarming, and there's a there's a lot of the writers put into it. You can see that like it's it's very personal to them as well. It's not just a show. So um, yeah, yeah I've been, I mean, the weirdest uh, thing about that show in its entirety is the fact that they got another actor to play Fraser's brother who isn't actually related to him, who feels like he should actually be his real-life brother. Yeah. He's a a really good job. It's so weird. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I um, I actually did watch a lot of Cheers as a kid when they were doing the reruns on probably Sky One, one of those channels. And I still prefer Fraser. I think the writing's a lot better. It's a much more mature show. And I don't mean that just in terms of the age they were marketing it towards. Um, Just the comedy is better better paced show you know i know it's still quite episodic um but it has a great kind of true line of just how the characters develop yeah like the the start is with um fraser and his dad not getting on and then that the, the, they still butt heads but um you can see and it's not just an instant change but you can see the relationship changing over the seasons mm, awesome podcast for another time so um what have I been watching? I watched, obviously, Primer last week. Um, struggling to remember some stuff. Uh, uh, I also watched, um, with myself and Trisha currently watching season two of Glow, I think it is. I think oh, we're near I the end mean, of season two. Yeah, I keep hearing good things. It's very that. good. 
really good. She loves it. Um, again, it's very easy to watch. Like obviously, some of the topics in there are quite heavy, but um, it's good food. Like food show, you know, put on when you're just having your dinner and stuff like that. Um, so go, hopefully, going to finish that this weekend. And then on Sunday last, I watched the new animated Deathstroke movie. Oh yeah, it's okay. I mean. It, it's it's definitely not one of the higher quality DC movies. Michael Chiklis uh, plays Deathstroke in it, and he's probably the only named actor in the entire bloody thing. I mean, it's fine. It just kind of explores Deathstroke, his son, and like a few bits in his background. Uh, there, there's absolutely no other DC world building in it, so there's no involvement of Batman, Superman, or anybody else, which that's actually kind of refreshing. Eh, worth a watch. It's a TV series as well. Is it? Yeah. So which came first then? The TV series. I've never watched Deathstroke. Yeah, like it might be a web series or something. I I don't. I I looked it up when um, the film was coming out, Um, and I saw that he was the Deathstroke was a a show. I don't know if it's a web series or a TV series, but um, this is like the sequel to it. So, oh, cool. Right, so going on from that, uh, the topic of this week's episode is going to be the movie Primer. Um, I'd never seen this movie until very recently. Um, we should say, come... sorry to interrupt, we should Go say on. that this is going to be an ongoing series for a little while. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Of talking about time travel movies. Yeah, so we're calling it, in time. come on into our hot pod time machine and enjoy these time travel movies with me, Ray, Rob and Eddie. Why has it turned porno in this Because it's a hot pod time machine. It's a natural evolution. <laughs> Isn't a hot tub just more erotic than a normal tub? <laughs> a normal tub? <laughs> I don't, like, like a washing tub? <laughs> <laughs> you know, get on is with is that a is that a normal tub or a hot tub? Because I don't want a hot tub. I want a normal tub, please. <laughs> you know, and don't even get Honey me started on jacuzzi. <laughs> Very embarrassing when you go into the store and you forget which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> can i test it out oh yeah this is very nice um <laughs> so primer is our first movie this comes as a suggestion from i think it was you eddie you wanted to kind of chat about a, a time travel movie that was more kind of grounded in reality and i guess what do you guys think um anyone so, want to take the take the mic first well we're going to start it. off with um just general thoughts and then we'll move into spoilers after yeah, a while yeah yeah i mean i don't know how long general thoughts can last because the only way to talk about this movie is to go insane and try to discuss how the hell it evolves. But overall, it's yeah, confusing, I, right? It's dead, I just really dead, generally, it. Pro- yeah. I did, I did like it. I, it reminded me of immediately as soon as I started the movie, I was brought into thinking about Aronofsky's Pie. Mm. Just mm-hmm. and obviously, this is this movie has color, but um, it has that kind of gritty feel to it and that sort of deep sciency thing that it goes into mm. that it it unabashedly goes into it doesn't really care that you don't understand it and um, it just expects you to watch it and if you can't follow along that's fine just get with the story and um, mm. the other thing i kind of thought of was like how these four inventors are just working in their garage and it made me think of which i assume was probably a deliberate nod or maybe it's the fact that the director actually was an engineer but the way that say apple computers started originally which was was it in the wozniak's garage or uh, jobs garage where it's just two guys basically working in their garage putting together things in their spare time essentially hmm. you know they might have day jobs but they were still inventing the rest of the time accidentally um, creating the mac 
yeah, it just happened on this. Uh, I mean, like that was cool. It was this sort of gritty, like industrial and entrepreneurial spirit in it. And then as well, yeah, the groundedness of the time travel was quite interesting. You know, it wasn't this. Yeah, it didn't do. Yeah, yeah, it didn't do the whole like everything that we would be used to in time travel movies from you know the hg wells time machine all the way up to avengers endgame it's a very flashy affair whereas this it's more like a, yep this is the time travel you have to just stand sit still for a couple of hours yeah and then you can do what you want <laughs> right and, but i love the repercussions too like without trying to spoil anything it's the fact that okay i can travel through time but that means my future self can fuck with me <laughs> and i don't know how many of them there will be yeah. um yeah you know, it wasn't, as I say, it wasn't anything flashy. It was kind of what you might expect time travel to actually be if it ever happened. Mm. Yeah, and I think, like, the the, the lo-fi direction of the movie kind of leans itself. You're a bit more forgivable towards either the, the set designs, the, the lack of effects. Like, obviously, that's probably a, an intended decision, whether the, the director couldn't avoid it financially or not. But... Um, you do notice that the sets are a little bit unusual. Like I think in, in one scene, they're in the kitchen at the very start of the movie. And instantly I just noticed that the lights on the roof of the kitchen weren't, it wasn't a proper room. It was obviously some sort of perspex sheet with lights. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Trying to light the room better. So obviously it was a built set. So it wasn't like a proper kitchen, but like obviously they couldn't afford to light it in a proper I, kitchen. So they just did it I, this way. I think there's a mix, actually, because I was reading some small snippet of an interview where he said he actually filmed most of it in his own garage. So I feel like that oh, maybe wow. was his own kitchen, and maybe he just put a fake roof on it. Mm. Oh. Because wow. I don't... It, like, it was a budget of, what, $7,000? So they didn't have money to build mm-hmm. a set. No. Absolutely, yeah, you're probably right. And here's a really obscure one. I admire the actor's ability... Well, sorry, the character's ability... To continue wearing a shirt and tie all day. Like, <laughs> that is actually one of my talking points. I was yeah. like, why are these guys wearing shirts and ties the entire time? <laughs> like they're 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 working on their lunch break and then they're clocking off of work and they're still wearing a shirt and tie. I would rip that bloody thing straight off. Maybe they're Mormons. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, like I've come from jobs where I've had to wear like proper business attire. For no reason, like I was never customer facing, and I had to wear a fucking suit every day. And as soon as I left the office, my tie was off. Um, but I think it actually does lend itself to that uniformity. It gives those two characters a way to, like, be visually connected as well. Um, that they kind of stand out with this like clean white shirt every time and a tie. Yeah, had nothing to do with the the financial implications of wardrobe or or well, continuity. <laughs> like it was a really simple way around it, right? Yeah. 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 True. I don't I can't remember actually, and this might be getting into kind of discussing more about the movie versus what we thought, but whether the version of the people who travel back in time were they distinguishable by whether they were wearing a shirt and tie or not? I think they wore the same clothes every time, no? There was I mean that's part of the that's part of the um the thing for me. I hadn't a clue who was the past, present or future. I <laughs> I think that's that's but that's supposed to be the case, I think. Yeah, yeah, so, no, no. I mean yeah. In in general, like it's um, um, just for my thoughts, I felt it was um, very well made for such a low budget film, um, very, uh, very clever, um, 
I don't know how much I liked it. I don't know yet. I feel like I need to... I only watched this yesterday, but I feel like I need to sit in it for a while. Um, Like the first minute, I was like, okay, when's this... Uh, Okay, so they're going for something interesting here. When's this talking over each other thing going to go away from this? Oh, hmm. two, an hour and 20 minutes later, it's still happening. Okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I don't know what I was expecting with it. Um, I didn't it, realize it was as indie as, as you guys said. Um, I was expecting a little, something a little bit more polished so what at first when when you suggested eddie i thought it was actually going to be like a like a low tier professional movie release well, i didn't realize it was so independent yeah i i didn't either to be honest i i i'd heard about this film when it came out and i just never got around to watching it um mm. and had just heard great things about how um clever it uses time travel and um it was not what I was expecting at all. I definitely was not expecting the, um, I found the talking over each other very distracting. Um, mm. And I know what they were trying. I know what they were trying to do. Um, just for me, I don't think it worked. Um, yeah, it distracted me. Criticism. It distracted me an awful lot. Yeah. I, I, yeah. For me, that they did it, I think, because it gave it a bit of naturalness to it. That it really it looked real. It looked like people who were kind of very hyper intelligent and frantically thinking all the time, and just bouncing ideas off each other, being really innovative. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Like, that's how you would do it. Like even with us kind of talking in a podcast, like we talk over each other. Like if you're in a room and you're creating something talk artistic, over each other all the time. What is this Star Trek Lower Decks? <laughs> Stop talking over each other. <laughs> um, but like that's how you do stuff. Like when you're when you're in a creative environment, like be it at work and you're talking about a project, or if you're in a band talking about a song or something, you do find that like you go, oh well, what about this bit? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And the two of you kind of like you'd be unashamedly kind of talking over each other, not out of rudeness, but it is kind of like joint kind of creation. Um, yeah. So I guess that, that was quite a natural kind of flow of conversation when you do have two people who are supposed to be like these very clever engineers who know the train of thought that they're thinking about. So he says, well, if you if you introduce this thing, and he goes, yeah, yeah, but what about this uh, di- dilation thing? Oh yeah, but you know, I've balanced that out with this, but have you compensated for it? Yeah, yeah, of course I have. I've got this bit over here that does. Oh, you know, they know the what the other person is talking about because they're using the buzzwords to shut down the disagreement or discussion. Exactly, but we have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> no, I still have which no is, idea what they're yeah, talking about. Which is fine, and I think so. Um, that was the intention of the director was to make you want to watch it or need to watch it more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got absolutely. that as well. Um, so well, let's uh, let's actually get into the plot and follow the story beats a bit, if the best we can. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen this movie, Primer, careful, there are going to be spoilers. We're going to be unabashedly talking about spoilers and our thoughts on these big movie beats. So let's kick it off. So these lads, apparently, <laughs> I was doing my research this morning, they were trying to invent some way to counter the Earth's gravity and by proxy discover time travel. <laughs> Eddie's eyebrows have just raised. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. know. I did not know that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, they were no, trying to. Yeah, no, that's what I was reading about it like this morning. And it was just like, I had to kind of refresh myself. But like, apparently, they were trying to introduce some sort of electromagnetic flotation device that would counter Earth's gravity. And I suppose 
maybe they were talking right. about the yeah yeah they were planning to use it as a form of travel right that it would be like yeah yeah almost yeah. like a hyper rail system or something yeah yeah so uh, you'd have no kind frictions. of like uh, friction mm, yeah mm. and by proxy they discovered like I can't even remember how it did it. So they, they they put an item in there and they came back and reviewed it three minutes later and it had like this like organic goo on it. It was protein. So Abe, right? Abe's the blonde haired guy. Um, he he basically goes to Aaron after a while and says, I basically brings Aaron through all the steps he had done already. He said he got the surface of that egg or whatever it was analyzed mm-hmm. and there was proteins growing on it. He said, these proteins are perfectly normal except the growth is hugely accelerated. So there's, there's far too much of, of the protein on this, given the amount of time it was in there. So yeah. that means it was traveling through time. So so inside the machine was, was aging more rapidly than outside the machine. I think so, yeah. Or traveled forwards in time. I'm not sure I, they didn't exactly explain <laughs> the way the egg was traveling through time, but yeah. I mean... No, would it come back to... in time? But that goes into um, part of my issue with the film is that I hadn't a clue what was going on. I felt so stupid watching this film. I, I was like, they're testing me as I'm watching this. <laughs> and I'm, I am failing so hard <laughs> as they're testing me. <laughs> um, I, find, I found it very frustrating at times where I was like, I... Je- and we were we were saying before we started recording that like I I went to the Wikipedia page to have the plot synopsis mm. there and mm-hmm. I'd be watching the film and and something would happen on the Wikipedia page and I know something that happened uh, later so I knew that the thing had happened in the film and I was like what like I'd read this massive thing that happened of a film that I was watching and I hadn't a clue what happened. It was I will say that like even the events of the film seem subtle. Because it's as simple as like, oh, wait, they went back more time than you think they did. Because I think all the time travel stuff actually only takes place over about a week, unincluding all the days that yeah, they repeated. Yeah. There's only about a week of time span between, say, them starting their time travel to when they finish it of normal time. Mm. Um, and then there's just the fact that there's all these, like, like I was saying in the non-spoiler part, where your future self decided to fuck with you because he put another time machine somewhere else because he was going to make decisions that he'd like to be able to reverse. So Aaron, I think the main guy who's played by the director, does that. Mm. He like When he wants to punch his uh, old colleague who fucked him over, um, he like puts the backup box um, in place and turns it on 5 a.m. Yeah. on Monday or mm. something, or like really, really early in the morning anyway before all the other boxes would be on so that he could do what he wanted to do, then go back in time and stop himself from doing it. Mm. And like, I do like that kind of twist in the movie where you think it's being driven by Abe. Abe is the one who's like, Oh, you know, I've found that the time travel box is there. So our future selves already put them in place. So all we have to do is follow them. Like when he gets Aaron aside and you see the two of them are sitting in a truck and like, what the hell is this about? Then they look over to, the warehouse. Yeah, and they see your man. And there, yeah. there's Abe going into the warehouse. It's like, what the fuck? And that was that to me. I think Ed, yeah, the the real jump between they have this little device that does something, and then bam, time travel. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't remember. Does it show them building the larger device, no, or did the larger no. device just exist? 
I think I'm not sure exactly on that. I got a bit confused too. That maybe the future selves put them in place. Well, I mean, to skip to the end, um, he's isn't he getting a lot of um, French people to build, build one a massive one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> You're yeah. gonna put loads of people in the lunatic. Yeah, but that was weird. That was like because there was about three Aaron's at that point. One of them had fecked off. One of them had been locked in the attic after being drugged. And then that other one yeah. um, was off in Costa Rica or somewhere building a giant box. Wait, um, was that not the Abe that was building the giant box? The, the blondie fella? <laughs> no, 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 no. Abe, um, was, uh, Abe kind of abandoned it all in the end. And it was Aaron. Oh, he, he said leave it. it, didn't he? Just like just disappear. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I can't stop you from doing whatever you want to do. Just don't come back here. Yeah. Yeah. This is when at the end where Aaron's about to get on the plane, he's trying to convince Abe to go too. Mm. Um, um, I mean, I didn't, I, I it, it got there, but like, I felt like the first 40 minutes, the characters were not very well defined. Um, I thought it was just a lot of um, kind of, how, how do we get to a point where the time travel's a thing and they kind of ignored the two main characters for a while then it kind of broadened out a little bit and we we got to see the differences between the two of them but um i found i couldn't relate to either of them um and then at the but by the end i was like okay i know who these two are now but um for the first 40 minutes i found it in general i found it difficult viewing um it wasn't an easy watch um and not in a good way i think it'd be uh it's one of those movies that i think when the time allows it I wouldn't mind sitting down again and watching it as a group and kind of, you know, pausing it and kind of going, oh, that's the bit yeah. there. And, you know, it, it almost is one of those movies that weren't a bit of group watch. Yeah. you would, As you say, you would have to pause it every few minutes. So because we're on like a, a series of time travel podcasts, what do you all think about the internal consistency of the time travel? Now, none of us are, of course, physicists, uh, relativistic physicists or otherwise. Um, but at least just in terms of your own layman's opinion, how do you think the tra- I, time travel is represented? The one thing I like, and it's always been my problem with time travel, I, this is the one thing that I always go, yeah, if time travel exists, this is probably the way it would work, is that you would have to create the machine before you could travel back to the machine. So like, you can't travel to a time earlier than the machine existed. So if you were to create like a device where people could travel back in time, they would need like a receiver. And that receiver is the machine. So obviously the box in this instance is the uh, device. So right, if you get into the device in the future, you can't travel back to a point before that device existed because there wouldn't be anything to receive you. And I loved that. That I really loved. That Yeah, I liked that too because it was really methodical. It was like literally, Mm. even with the backup boxes, Abe or Aaron, whoever's thinking of the backup box, would just go on, Mm. go off to the warehouse, turn it on at a certain time just in case he wanted to go back to that time he didn't know what he would do yet because he hadn't gotten to that point in the future or repeated enough to know he might need to use mm. it but he had to put it in place and that's yeah that's a really good point is that like the device has to be there to receive you to go back you know unlike mm. say um what's that uh, that crazy time machine movie where hot tub time machine no no it's hot like a 19th too. century thing I'll have to look it up. 
where he, the whole, him and the whole machine, machine? travel through time. Maybe it's the time machine. The time machine. Yeah, the H.G. Wells one. Is that it? Or Back yeah. to the Future. You know, back to the Future. Or Back to the Future, well. yeah. That's it. It's like... <laughs> the other really see, famous yeah. time travel. <laughs> right, uh, completely, we got that the one. Doctor and the machine. Yeah. Back to the Future. No, the, the time machine. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. It's like, if it's just you going back, the machine has to be in place. But if it's you and the machine, then it's okay. Yeah, I thought it kind of made sense. Like, um, the one thing that maybe, I guess, even the movie was going for was that the potential of paradoxes, if you don't do a thing you've already done, what happens? And you don't really know, because there was that bit mm. when Aaron um, answers the phone call from his wife in the hotel room. Mm. Uh. And it's like, oh, fuck. And then Abe just says, well, it's okay, just don't bring your phone with you when you, we go back and repeat the day. And then he brings it with him. Yeah. And he gets the phone call, and they're like debating, how does this work exactly? Is my other phone ringing too? And it's like, no, the way the cell tower works is it just picks up the first phone it finds with that number. So it's not yeah. ringing. Your other phone isn't ringing. So you have this weird dichotomy of he did get the call and he did answer it in his own head, and his own timeline, but then it didn't happen. Yeah. And the only repercussion seems to be the weird medical effects on them. And I don't know if that was because they fucked up some of the timeline or because of just traveling through time screws with you. Do you know they were getting like almost physically sick and their ears were bleeding? Um, and oh, I do remember it. that actually. Yeah. yeah, closer to the end. And then Abe passes out one time. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have the whole thing where um, obviously isn't one of their partners, their, their father is chasing them or following them or trailing them in yeah. a car. Yeah. Trailing them in a the car. And he's like vis- visibly much older like he's got he's all shaggy and bearded when he's normally clean shaven and he just falls well, into a coma or something i think they'd seen him that day and he'd been clean shaven or something mm-hmm. and yeah. the assumption was that they did something wrong at the party to stop rachel's ex rachel it being one of abe's friends so his ex shows up and tries to kill her with a shotgun and aaron had defused the situation and disarmed them but then i think the assumption because they saw rachel's dad clearly had traveled through time that they hadn't done enough that maybe something happened that caused mm-hmm. rachel's dad to want to go back in time again so that's when aaron had to go all the way back to start and convince either do more or convince himself to do more and that's when it gets really yeah. messy where it's like you have one aaron that he didn't convince who just left you have the other aaron who he drugged and put in the basement and then you have the much future aaron who goes and does more and records it all but actually, no, he doesn't. He isn't the one who recorded all. It's Aaron who left first. <laughs> all. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I did like that Looking twist brave. though. I, as soon as that twist happened, where they go back to the first bit at the bench when Abe approaches Aaron yeah. on the bench, and he's listening and, to his recordings. Yeah, and he like the first time he just said, "Oh, it's just March Madness." He's listening to basketball, and it turns out no, mm. his future self had recorded the whole thing. Oh no, sorry. What he wasn't listening to his recording at that time, I think he was recording it. So first time yeah. he was doing I think that first time they show it, he was recording it. And then he had to go back and listen to it. Or like like leave it for himself to listen to. So he recorded the whole day doing it right the first time and then mm-hmm. gave it to himself so that he could do every step correctly again. It's God, just, yeah. No wonder Captain Janeway hated time travel. <laughs> Hurts your head. <laughs> I feel like they they this, set this up the thing though, the, like like if time travel was actually real, your head would just explode from the the continuity issues. Yeah, they set up they set up their own rules. Um, 
well and i feel like that's all you can ask for in a in a time travel film as long as you follow the rules that you're setting it because you know look it's not it's not possible time travel is not possible so it's mm. it's uh as long as you set up the rules and you've put a little bit of thought into it um you know as long as you're willing to suspend your disbelief then uh mm. then it works and i think it works in this film because they obviously the the idea behind or the, the selling point really behind the whole film is that it's um you know it's been described as the thinking man's uh time travel film they, they put a lot of thought into the rules and how it works um and it never breaks its own rules um so mm-hmm. that's why that's why that's why it works on that level it's it's you know for my issues with it as an actual film um that's not one of them it's it's very well thought out yeah yep. and i mean like the, the even even the whole dreaming up of the whole time travel thing like they're discovering the rules that they're restrained to as the movie grows so they're discovering oh you know you can only go back x amount of time you can only interfere with x amount of time like even the first time i think is it um aren't uh lighter hair fella abe goes back and he was he didn't believe it at first so he basically he just stayed and was a hotel room and pulled the blinds unplugged the phone basically didn't have any interaction with the outside world and then went back in and kind of discovered crap yeah it actually is it's it's proper time travel mm-hmm. um and he basically shows Aaron then like what he did and how he interacted with the world around him, um, not to mess with things. But then you have these two people who are obviously you know, very cl- clever engineers. And the first thing they do is just the stupidest thing, just the same thing anybody would do. Let's try to make money from this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Back, play the stock market, do a lot of whatever. <laughs> I think they actually do play the stock market or something. Yeah, um, they look up the stocks that um, did the best that day and they get trading mm-hmm. accounts and buy the buy and sell those stocks i did um part, part of my it's just you're just reminding me kind of some of my um issues with the film is um the lack really of any other characters in it mm-hmm. bar the main the main two guys i don't really i mean you know you you guys might um might tell me what happened but i don't know where the other two there was, you know, there was four guys at the start. I don't know where the other two went. I think that was a very that was a parallel to the whole Apple thing. I think they yeah. basically realized, like, look, we're doing all the work. These two are just fucking. They have no ideas. They constantly want to go home all the time. Like, why are we even working with them? I think it was. And yeah, they just shot them. Exactly. I think it was that, and like, was it Abe or Aaron, whoever discovers the first kind of segment of the time travel machine. They're like, well, we invented this. They aren't part of it. They don't have big ideas for this company, but we do. So they decide not to share it with them. I feel like I need to watch this film again. <laughs> well, they're they're only in it for like the first what twenty minutes. Like I don't even they think come, they come back into the movie. Yeah. Uh, I thought they did, no. But that very briefly. That's the they might get the party. But that's the main issue. I or not not the main, but that's one of the issues I have with the film is that the, there's no other characters for the main two to bounce off, really. Like yeah, his girlfriend's kind of in it, but like, you know, yeah, I couldn't tell you one thing she does in it. Yeah, Aaron has like a wife and kids. Yeah, at one point, the only thing she does, like again, yeah, there's no female agency in this movie. The only thing his what Aaron's wife does is mention that she thinks there's rats in the attic, or like there's noises coming from the attic, mm. and that later you find out it's actually a different version of Aaron oh. who got drugged and put in the attic. Yeah, that makes sense now. 
Oh wow! Your little face. Your little face. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I did. I did like how they brought back. Like it, it does warrant repeat viewing because I feel like you pick up more um, mm. each time you watch it. Um, but as you said, Rob, like the those little moments are really clever and um, kind of kind of reinforce the their time travel idea um, with those little moments. Yeah, I think the acting was good as well. Like it wasn't the most dynamic or anything like that kind of performance, but it worked well for those very insular, intelligent kind of characters they were playing. Um, I'd have to see them in another movie to see, you know, how good their range is. But it worked for the movie, like for this movie. I think that well, it's um, Shank Ruth. Um, who directed it and wrote it. Um, he has one other film, I think. Yeah, it was it 2013 that came out? I think. Yeah, I don't think he's done anything else. But the other um, the other actor, David Sullivan, is in um, is in a heap of films. He, but this was his first one. He's in Argo and a couple of those. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was Primer so, his first big? Well, not big, but... It was his first film, success, yeah. I guess. Yeah, okay. Uh, he was very good. He, Upstream Color is the other Shane Cruz. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've heard strange things. Might be where I watched it after seeing Primer. Hmm. Um, the, the, another thing about this film that I found a little bit jarring is I did find, a, it was only a couple of moments, but I found a couple of moments very amateur. There was a yeah. couple of, there was a couple mm. of cuts in, um, I think it was the be- one of the, the first bench scene um, I thought looked like it was done by college students. You know, I'm not trying to disparage the director or or college students, but um, it didn't feel like um, ju- the rest of the film was fine for me. But that that little moment, there was a, a particular cut where I went, "Oh, this feels a bit like even the, mm-hmm. the camera angle or something was off on it," um, yeah. and it took it took me out of the film a little bit. Um, yeah, the the only one part, and it was on one of my little yellow post-its when I was watching the movie, there was one scene in particular, I think it's um, the scene where he comes out of the house and he's chatting to the, like Abe and Aaron are chatting across the bonnet of a car and the ADR is just brutal. Like, they're obviously dubbing over like a previously recorded thing and the original audio wasn't usable, but with the ADR, you can hear the reverb of the room he's in oh no like, as he's talking you can hear echoes like yeah yeah, yeah i hear what what you think man <laughs> it's like oh my god he sounds like he's talking inside a toilet and when it's overlapped with the uh the other audio underneath it's like three yeah, people it's, talking it's really difficult to do ador well though um like if you don't have mm. a good sound stage or you know good mics like even for a professional they try to use the same mics they had on set and the ador recorders will usually work pretty hard to mix it back in although yeah mm. like ADR is one of those things I hate when it's done badly um rest of development does that to me all the time because it's not even the sound of it sometimes it's the lack of sync you know when they cut to say they're doing a two shot or you know they're cutting back and forth and the, one of the shots yeah. will be behind mm. someone it's clear that their mouth isn't moving in sync now yeah. for tv I can forgive it because you know you've only so long to get the take for movies it's very clear sometimes when they've condensed the scene, you know, there's maybe more natural gaps in how they filmed it and decided, oh, it's not moving fast enough. So we need to cut out some of those gaps. 
and you can see that the pace of the conversation has changed. Um, yeah, I can't remember if I noticed that or not. Yeah. It's just, it's um, for such a well-renowned film, um, and I guess that's my own expectations, I suppose. Um, there was a few moments where I was like, oh, this is very, very low budget, very, um, you know, the a passion project for the director um, yeah. without much backing. And, you know, he pulls it off, but uh, there's just a few moments where I, I noticed the cracks, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that said, for something that cost about $7,000 and did really well at Sundance, if we could all have a movie that yeah. was our first passion project and did that well, and still, yeah. like, of course, yeah, like, uh, I'm just looking at the the financials. Uh, made for a budget of 7000 took in 841000 at the box office. So, like, that is a fantastic return. <laughs> yeah. Good well, what's it meant to be, like, three times your... Uh, yeah three times what you put into it is a profit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they very much made a profit on this. <laughs> so I don't think they really care. I actually, yeah, not, not to mention like the DVD sales and all that. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And I mean, like there's a lot of people out there who are rewatching this movie again because of the accolades that it's, it's gotten in the past. Um, like I, I honestly would never have watched it until you guys kind of brought it up. So it obviously has quite a substantial cult following that, despite the independent uh, lo-fi recording of it, still there's there's the, the crux of a really good story, really, really well-thought-out story. Um, well, do you think it's, like, and this, this is just kind of, do you think this is the type of movie for the little bit of flaws that we have with it, that if it was remade by, say, someone like, I don't know, uh, Lionsgate, or like one of those smaller studios, like not a big studio, but enough to kind of put a bit of money into it and up the budget to say something like five million, uh, that it would benefit, or do you think it would ruin the the like keep keep everything like keep the same script, same ideas, but just that little bit of polish? Would it be a better movie, or is this I, the reason that we like it? I think I'd like it less. I think, like Ed said, you can see the cracks, you can see the lack of characterization in anyone other than the two main characters, and even then, they're not heavily fleshed out. And because of the way it's that sort of low budget. I won't say slapdash because obviously there's so much thought and care put into it as well, but it is um, that passion project of a movie with really like interesting sci-fi ideas that it all cohesively joins together. And it's okay that it's low budget because the idea is like these guys literally working from a garage. So it's almost as if they were filming themselves. Like yeah, they're, they're, did they steal that catalytic converter or did they cut it off their own car? But they were like salvaging parts yeah, from all over yeah. the place to build this thing. And the movie felt like that too. Like they were just salvaging it together. Mm. And I think if it was much mm. cleaner and maybe better acted, better sound, better music or whatever, I think it would lose a lot of that authenticity. Yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking, it's a good question, Ray. Um, I do think there is it with a bigger budget it could have been a better film but i also think part of its charm is that it isn't if that makes any sense yeah that yeah i think that's exactly what i was trying to say too yeah yeah, yeah. maybe it's a case that if more, more money was put into it it would almost feel a bit more pretentious i feel like the hollywood equivalent of this okay is one guy invents a time machine and then like 
somehow travels through time and meets this woman that he loves and then she dies and then he keeps trying to solve that which sounds like it's probably already a movie right because i'm yeah i'm sure it probably is um and then or it's either year of hell from the star trek yeah (laughs) so like (laughs) the krenum i did like i know ed was given out about it earlier that his wife uh aaron's wife and Mm. does he have a wife or girlfriend too they aren't really there but i did like that the movie Mm. didn't have you know this love affair or anything like that it was just about the invention and these two guys utilizing it um yeah i i guess my my point with that is just that i feel like other characters would inform the main two more i no, don't feel yeah. i don't feel like i got enough from the main but two you think that's kind of the point is that when they realize like that actually could be a, a valid point like when they discover that they have this ability to time travel all the other characters in the movie kind of fall to the background whereas like is that kind of highlighting the isolated loneliness that they now have to exist in order to keep the world moving so like they can't interact with their loved ones as much as they want because they end up interfering with the process or the changes that they want to do maybe that's maybe a it's a point. maybe it's a yeah. yeah i hadn't thought about that i think that's actually a really good uh, mm. observation because they do fall off as like because they, there are way more characters in the first few minutes of the movie for then for the rest until you get to the party i think at the end where they're forced to intervene and get into the middle of a big social situation because like at start you got the four friends then the, those two friends are cut out you got the spouses and the partners and the work and then, then immediately that's cut out and then the only time they have to interact with any kind of big populace again is to physically go into that party and intervene so i don't know maybe um a couple of things i did really like in the film um i love the score the score is um it's a little bit all over the place with its its uh, themes. Um, you know, there's a little bit of rock in it. There's a little bit of piano. Um, mm. But it's... The director did the score himself as well. Yeah. Well, it's great. It's, yeah. Um, like. Talented guy. Um, oh, just on your point about... Uh, that, that he, I think you were saying that this, you know, it could have been a more pretentious film. This film's very pretentious. <laughs> it like it knows it knows it's smart but Um, more pretentious like beyond the black rainbow pretentious (laughs) yeah um but no i love the score um i actually think that's might be my favorite part of the film Mm. cool i think that's it really isn't it um yeah i mean like we kind of knew this wouldn't be a big massive uh rolling commentary because like of our favorite stuff like father ted is getting just over an hour <laughs> this type of thing i'm surprised that we got over 40 minutes of chat through it yeah um, i think uh yeah i mean like takeaway is any uh, other just, kind of commentaries yeah just just go watch the movie if you're interested in time travel stuff i you definitely know, recommend movie. it as a film it's yep. um it's well worth watching um even 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 if you find it i don't know unsatisfying it's not anything you've ever seen before hmm. it's definitely it's 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 opened my eyes to the way that and restrictions like an independent filmmaker would have to uh overcome to try and put their idea to film you know simple things like you know having a much better um uh is it a screenplay where you or storyboarding um like they obviously must have really thought out the storyboarding on this I think it was I was reading earlier it was like a two to one ratio so for every one shot they wanted they could only afford to do two takes 
you know, in order to kind of get this thing down on film, which is pretty incredible. Um, just, yeah, I mean, for, for very, very li- limited practical effects, uh, very limited special effects, the editing, the set design for the budget that they have, even the, the acting itself, like the, I don't think your man is, um, your man Shane Cruz is a professional actor from, from what I know. I know he's a filmmaker, but I, I think you know, his acting chops are pretty good. Yeah, his, like his acting chops are pretty decent. I mean, I actually funnily wrote down on my uh, uh, jotter here, and I wasn't even going to use this as a talking point, but at one point, the two main characters, both of them reminded me of Michael from Arrested Development, just the way that they talk and act. I don't yeah, know, it yeah, was just I, really I weird. Like it was just like kind of like, oh, all right, oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you there. Um, yeah, the white just shirt that very... definitely helps too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think it was more so just their, their, just the way that they were chatting, and it was kind of like it had that very kind of fly in the wall documentary feel of Arrested Development, where it kind of feels a little bit ad libbed. But I'm sure the script in this was probably a bit more kind of thought out. Um, don't know if there's any other kind of takeaways or comments before we wrap up no just go watch it if you want something original and a bit off the wall yeah it's well worth recommend i would echo rob's statement do we want to do um like i don't know letter grades or something like that for i was thinking that too i don't know how i'd rate this for someone because to me i would put this at an a okay Mm -hmm. but that's not comparing it to anything else i just really enjoyed the originality of it um i like that it's you know, some as you were saying, it's something this tale of time travel that you've never seen before. Um, yeah, there's a lot of flaws with it, of course. You know, it's a really low budget movie, and it was his first movie, or at least his first big movie. I'm sure maybe he's made smaller things. Um, mm. but I think I just for the originality and the the thought that you end up having about it, you think so much about it afterwards, even if you hate it, you'd be like, what the hell did this mean? Um, because yeah, it sticks yeah. with you for so long. I'd put it at an A. I think, I mean, you're talking me around a little bit here, but I feel I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with my original. I'm going to give it a C. Uh, I, I'm i giving it a C for the reasons you gave there, Rob, that it is original. It is um, well thought out. It's You think about it loads after, but I don't, I did, I did really enjoy it. So <laughs> that's a good reason. <laughs> so I can't get I can't. Is that give a C plus, a. Eddie? <laughs> C plus or B minus? Well, no, if we're if we're doing C, no, we'd have to be doing um like in school, like a C one. Yeah. Over <laughs> <laughs> well, using different, I'm I'm going out of five little men in time traveling boxes. I'm going to give it three five little men in time traveling boxes out of five. Are these police um, boxes? Yes. No, 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 like horizontal lie down boxes like the guys in the oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going more like, generic. Like plastic tub time travel boxes. Um I mean like yeah, I mean they're 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 That's a C by the way. That that is definitely a C three oh five, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's a warm reception. Um I wouldn't say that the I wouldn't the movie didn't blow me away. It didn't it didn't suck, but it's definitely got more going for it than it doesn't. Um there were some really cool things to take away. Obviously, you know, there were some comedy moments in it where they're working with the machine for the first time and one of the guys, you know, comments over just like nervously going, should should we be wearing goggles? And, you know, it's just kind of funny bits like that. You know, little bits that you kind of don't even remember. Um, you know, there was other like uh, 
great quotes in it where I don't know what scene this happens in the movie, but I remember writing down this quote where one guy says to the other one, well, what did you do? What did you do to get around the problem? And he goes, I took myself out of the equation. It's like, Oh, that's a really good idea. I don't, I don't know the, con- the context of that quote, but I remember that writing was, that, um, quote. that was brilliant. That was about the paradox. And that's why you went to the hotel. There's loads of lovely touches like that. Yeah. I read one yeah. because I remember the bit, the way they, uh, their handwriting becomes really childish. Hmm. I read some oh, yeah, theory online. Yeah, the more they time traveled, the less they can. But it was just—I think it was as soon as they time traveled, or like as soon as they invented the machine, maybe. And I read one theory that, you know, when they're working with a really small version of the machine and the egg, yeah, they put yeah. their hands over it. So supposedly their hands might be out of sync, and that's why they can't write. Ah. Now that's just a theory I read, but man, it works, doesn't it? That like just their hand is somehow in sync with time now. Um, God, that's really interesting. Actually, didn't mm-hmm. even think about that. But uh, yeah, to to wrap that up, uh, Primer, a great movie from two thousand and four. Check it out. Um, Rent it from your local streaming great service. Movie. <laughs> yep. What? Just gave it a Do- C. <laughs> yeah, well, I say great, a, very glib it's way. A great movie. It's a great movie. Uh, do we want to give away our next oh, movie? Next time we're going to be chatting about the best time travel cop movie of all time. Time Robo Cop. Cop. <laughs> Robocop. I'm surprised there's no time travel in Robocop. But, um, yeah, so um, join us next time where we will do a very similar kind of take and dissection of the Time Cop movie. None of it's uh, unfaithful sequels, just the original. Um, I've been Ray Hogg. I've been Rob Mullen. I'm still Eddie Bolton. The dynamic, dynamic rock here. here. And uh, (laughs) we'll see you next time. Good luck. Bye. Talk about time.